Hello, Frank Winston. So it says here that you have an issue with anger and admitting when you're wrong. First of all, it's messed up, Frank Winston. And no, I don't have a problem. You got the problem, man. Right. So why don't you tell me about yourself? Well, first of all, don't you tell me what to do. I'm 69 years old. And last I checked, the DNA test told me you are not the father by law. I think you mean DNA test. No, I think you mean KFC. Right. Could you please tell me about why you think you have anger issues? Man, I don't get credit for nothing, man. Back in the day, me and MLK were tight. But Martin didn't know how to handle the civil rights movement. He walked around in a cane gold, a wife beater and some jogging pants, carrying a hunter's knife and a bow and arrow with him everywhere to steal from the rich and get to us poor black people. I told old Martino King, you got to put a suit and some wingtips on, man. He said, I won't do it, cause my feet will be hurting walking around those things. I won't do it. I said, look, I swipe these blue rubber things you put in your shoes from this foot doctor that allows you to walk for miles comfortably. He tries them on and the rest is history. If it wasn't for me, the civil rights movement would never have started. So, you knew Martin Luther King? Yeah, you knew Martin Luther King? Yes, I knew him. In fact, the people closest to him, like myself, called him El Negro Favorito, which in English means the favorite black. Mr. Winston, do you suffer from frequent bouts of schizophrenia? Dr. Dean, would you like to suffer from a frequent bout of my fist across your jaw? Mr. Winston, I didn't mean to offend. I'm about to call El Negro Favorito up right now, and we're going to beat your behind and cut you to the white meat. And from the looks of you, this shouldn't take long at all. Mr. Winston, Martin Luther King is dead. He's been dead for several decades now. <gasps> He's dead? No wonder he won't return my phone calls. I thought he was pissed at me still for oversleeping the day of the march. You see, the night before, I had a little young tenderoni over at my hotel, and, uh, yeah, we did some things and had a few drinks, and, uh, you know, I forgot to set my alarm, and I missed the whole daggone march. But I did watch the speech on the news the next day, so I don't know why he's still mad at me. Man, I don't mean to be mad at you, dog. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I just hate people that doubt that I was a part of history, and me and MLK didn't know each other. Man, we used to go door to door, and sell these powerful machines that will suck up dirt out of carpet. Vacuum cleaners? You and Martha King sold vacuum cleaners? Don't question me, Doc. Look here. Do you think you can help me or not? I can't help you, but what you need is some hostile therapy. It's time for some hostile therapy. episode of Hostile Therapy with your host Big Red, to left me Nige and Dean, Dean the Dance Machine, or as everyone else knows him as Dean. The That's dance right. Machine. Yeah. I have not seen you dance. Where's the name like you have to be able to dance with a name like Dean? Something Maybe has to someday. stand out. 
you know, because, you know, my regular name is Nick, so I got to have something that stands out about me because I don't have no extravagant name like other people have. So what stands out? Um, nothing really. I'm still not sure that. What stands out? <laughs> nothing really. I've been waiting for 30 plus years to figure that out. You look good in the Batman hat. Well, thank you. We're going to be talking about Batman a little bit later, so you foreshadowed me. You're skipping ahead. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Subconscious. Yeah, see, that's all right, though. That's all right, because you, well, you let the listeners know something. that we're going to talk about it a little later. I was like, what were you talking about Batman for? Uh, but how was you guys' week? Uh, Nigel, tell me how your week was. It was awesome. We went to the Woodpeckers game. At our new stadium, it's pretty cool. They have like rocking chairs and rocking uh, chairs, yeah, mm-hmm. in a kid zone, and then they got like you know, upper deck or something. Yeah. I mean, I was walking around. I ain't paying for those seats. I heard they kind of pricey. <laughs> really? For my league? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Right? What? We're trying to get people there. Yeah, we want to well, the seats are like nine to fifteen dollars, depending on. Where you go, but I couldn't pay fifteen dollars per seat because it was five of us. You know, yeah. me and four kids. I'm not about that. To do that. Up, yeah. yeah, so mm-mm. that's fifteen times five for me. Where were the rocking chairs at? Like, where was that seating at? On the right side of the stadium, right in front of the kids zone, because they have a whole kids zone. Like, if you bring your kids, mm-hmm. they have a whole kids zone that they can go and play. They got bouncy houses. They teach them how to play a little baseball. So. You leave your kids while you go watch the game. Is that how it works? I don't well, know. you can't leave the you can't leave too far from the site. They have a seat a sitting area right in front of the oh, kids zone. Gotcha. So if the kids is playing, then you can sit like right there. Yeah. Okay. Got it's it. like just grass, so you can watch them in the dugout. Yeah, I think Vegas does something like that, where they have some place they watch your kids while you go gamble. But I don't think they're within your sight, though. That's the only difference. Oh, no, I'm not now, doing that. I, I want to go to one of those games one day. You know, I, I looked at the stadium, actually passed by it today, and I was like, it looks pretty, pretty good to go to. Nice, something else to do in Fayetteville besides, you know, watching TV on and watching baseball on TV. So, I want to go. I'll go one day. It's nice. You should go. You should take the kids. It's, it's why, nice. Why does it still look unfinished? I, well, I drove by there, and I was, when they told me it was going to open in April, I was like, there's no way this place is going to open in April. Why is it still looking fit? Or is that the parking lot? Is that the parking lot that's behind the, or is that part of the stadium? Um, no, the stadium is completely finished. Mm. So there is like a building that's yeah. like not done. I have no idea what that's going to be. Okay. I'm not even sure if that's going to be part of the stadium. It could be like mm-hmm. a parking deck. I'm not real sure. But the stadium is completely finished. Like all around that area, the gates and everything is up. Okay, okay. It's cool. nice. All right. Yeah. All right, but yeah. nice. <laughs> Well, why in the world? It took them, it took them how long to build that thing? Oh, I don't know. Quite a few months. Quite a few months? That was fast then. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's not that bad. Dean, how was your week, man? It was pretty good. Just uh, work, gym, relax, repeat. <laughs> you know, the usuals, the grind. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm into that. Um, reading a lot, you know, just lame stuff. What you, what you, not, not, what you reading? Um... Mostly philosophy books. Philosophy books. Stoicism is this week. Okay. So, yeah. Any one in particular? Uh, well, I mean, just different sources like Marcus Aurelius. Uh, you know, he did something called the uh, Meditations, mm-hmm. which is based on Stoicism. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Did you meditate? Um, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You sound like you meditate. I gotta balance myself out. Yeah. You know. What so I mean? you, you sit in a quiet room, nice and dark, cross the legs. Got a candle lit and like hum to yourself. Um, Not quite. 
you know, being like what the twenty first century, I'll just put on my my earbuds right. and listen to a meditation affirmation thing, mm-hmm. and then I'll just kind of listen to it for like thirty minutes when I wake up and get my day started. I do that. I listen to I am affirmations every morning. It's pretty smart. That's that's a big niche on YouTube with millions of views. Like, even meditation music mm. gets tons of views, and they're making bank on that stuff. I'm like, man, I could be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just listening crazy. To be, don't even know what we're listening to, but... <laughs> yeah, like, these people offer service, mm. and people don't question it, and they get ad revenue. It's just... It's like breathing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I just listen to R&B music. That's uh, my meditation. Yeah. So I sit in the room with a bottle of scotch. Maybe not scotch, maybe some water. Scotch. <laughs> now, yeah, I don't, I don't, scotch. I don't drink scotch. That's a little old for me, but nah, I'll have something and some sort of alcohol in my, that my thick glass. drink. Yeah, Nyquil, and I will listen to some <laughs> R&B. Nyquil. And I'll just meditate and like some beautiful music from the seventies, preferably because seventies is the the king of R&B decade to me, anyway. Yeah. And I just listen to it. I meditate and I get ready for my day. You cross your legs. No, I don't. I can't cross my legs. It oh, got more either. depressing and sexual as the years went by, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to R and B, right? <laughs> well, you know, you know what the crazy thing with R and B? I always tell people this, and this is actually with everything, uh, from rock, mm-hmm. hip hop, and R and B. When's the last time you seen a successful group in all, all those genres? That's a good question. Yeah. Like, it's like now a, or back then? Now, now. Well, now it's oh, all. Right. Let's say the last ten years. Now it's a kind of hybrid genre now. Pop, pop, R&B, rap, even rock. It's like a hybrid genre now. They'll take elements yeah. and they'll fuse it with like, I'm not sure if you know who Max Martin is. No. But basically he writes these pop songs for like top bands or, or artists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so layered with so many different sounds in it. Mm-hmm. it it's like electronic piece. And I'm thinking, how do they perform this? You know, unless mm-hmm. there's like stock audio tracks and then the vocal just sings and, and, and later yeah yeah you know so basically it's all about I think disrupting the mind like mm-hmm. you know people want to listen to music but there's just so many non-musical elements of music these days yeah. where you're like that's not someone playing that that's someone who recorded a sound effects and put that on a, on a track true. that's true and nobody can perform that I mean yeah it sounds great it's fun well that's true even with uh, like I call them posse cuts. That's what they do for uh, rap songs, where they have you know a bunch of different rappers, not in a mm-hmm. group, but you know they add it to one song. Nowadays, they'll just send you the track, you record it wherever location you're at, and they'll email it to the other rapper. They'll record in that location. Same mm-hmm. thing with R and B. They'll just listen to it, then send it to the person to mix it and engineer, mm-hmm. you know, mixing the engineer. And yeah, it's not. It's uh, what's the look word I'm looking for? It's not authentic. Like yeah, they just send the audio stems. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's like okay, you're in LA, you're in New York, all right. Psh, 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 just send it out. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. And, and the thing, I think it's more financial. I think people just got smart. And it's like I can make this much. I can make a hundred thousand with a and split it up amongst five brothers in a group, or I can take the whole million and go solo. Yeah, and you can like mix stuff in your own house. You can yeah. buy a computer, buy the software. You can do everything. Yeah. All it is is marketing, networking, mm-hmm. trending, and you know you could be. You don't need what you needed back then. Yeah. Right. You I, know. I, I was talking about this the other day with a friend. I'm like, who would you equate today with somebody like? Of course, you can't find nobody like Michael Jackson, but I'm talking about all the pop stars that were in the '80s. 
like Madonna, I'll go with Lionel Richie. Um, I'll, I'll say Rolling Stones, even though they were group. Those type of people, who can you equate to that level today with that m amount of popularity? Mm. That's new, not not somebody that's you know been around yeah. ten years ago, but today. Chance the Rapper, Bruno Mars. Bruno, I'll give you Bruno. I'll give you Bruno. Not Chance the Rapper. Though. The margin is much lower yeah. now. Pop, no, not popular. I'm talking about. You pop. just say every any. That's yeah, any job. Bruno Mars, yes, but people around the world know Bruno Mars. There's people in the United States who know who Chance the Rapper is not around the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about who can go to any. He can go to China. He can go to. Uh, Budapest, he can go to Germany, and the crowd will go just as crazy there as it will here. And Bruno Mars, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's that's one I can think of. Lady Gaga could. Lady Gaga could. I'll mm -hmm. give you that one. Still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift probably could. I guess so. I mean, she's yeah. that popular. I mean, she she is here. I just I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Um, but see, the thing is, these people have the machine behind them. Yeah. That I mean, the thing is, like, if you're talking about someone up and coming, like the people in the '80s had the machine machine behind them, which means the rec the record labels, they're vetting people, artists mm -hmm. that they can get the greatest returns on based on mm -hmm. certain formulas. Like mm -hmm. like most of them didn't even write their own songs. That's they true. had the producers and it's like it's all packaged so yeah. it says we're gonna make a product to you like say we're like uh, Kellogg's and we're gonna create the best cornflakes that we think are gonna buy so we're gonna get the right ingredients that's what that is if you're talking about real music mm. it comes organically from like honest sources you're not gonna find that except maybe at your local club your mm. bar a real musician a real artist but these people it's all about the money mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, their popularity is created, it's manufactured. Yeah. Like, you get the right people behind you, putting you in the right spots, and does all the legwork for you, because they have infinite money and infinite connections. <laughs> okay, great. You can, you can be a celebrity, yeah. but are you a great artist or musician? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Vanilla Ice? No. <laughs> he had a, he had the machine behind him. He was yeah. just he came at the right time, man. Like MC Hammer and all those people. Yeah. Like right in that era. I mean, now he's like house flipping now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, read right that. <laughs> she says that I read that. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's all about who you got behind you, really. You know. Mm -hmm. MC Hammer was ahead of his time as far as marketing is concerned because MC Hammer had shoes. He had cartoons. He had the pants. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely was, uh, yeah. Those I mean, knees. He yeah. said his knees? Those knees. <laughs> if, you, if you ever wanted to look slimmer, then I would tell you to get those pants. They don't uh, work. They don't work. <laughs> Parachute pants, uh, what we used to call them. Um, uh, what did he have? He had, I mean, he had Pepsi. He had uh, Taco Bell commercials. He was all over the place. But, unfortunately, um, for some reason, when he had all those uh, promotions, people would call him a sellout for some reason. It's hammer time. Yeah. Yeah. MC Hammer. It was like, ah, oh, because he wasn't traditional yeah, gangster rap at the time. Gangster rap was just starting to pop up. He was like acceptable that you would let your kids listen to at the time because there was, yeah. there was a lot of taboo stuff. Like, you know, if you know about, of course, I don't know, like NWA, like all the, yeah. all the hate that the government was pouring on them and all yeah. the, all the news, yeah. you know what I mean? Like F the police, yeah. you know, it's like, 
that was like underground. That's what people wanted to hear if that yeah. was real. Yeah. But then what happened is these white suburban kids were imitating like they knew something about it, but yeah. they didn't. They yeah. weren't from South Central LA. They didn't know anything. Like, Billy, that's cool. Billy, Billy your dad's a police. Why are you? I said, I'm very proud of you. Why are you listening to that song for Billy? <laughs> yeah. Why is it about to be Billy? <laughs> it has to be. I mean, every, every, every white child is named Billy. <laughs> oh, Dean. Yeah. Dean changed the name. So I was Billy. <laughs> Witness protection. His name, was, his name was Billy Dean. Billy Dean. <laughs> oh, good connection. Good connection there. But I don't see. Yeah, and you're right. That During that time when, yeah, when NWA came out, they were not very safe uh, to children's ears. When was it that it was right before that though uh, they they didn't have the parental advisory stickers on yet that was mm-hmm. right after I think Ice-T made that Cop Killer song yeah he had a rock group mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard the song Cop Killer the rock group he had I forgot what were they called I think they were named after a gun or something I forget what the name <laughs> was but um, yeah they made a song Cop Killer and Dan Quayle and George Bush denounced the song and I think that's I think that was the beginning of the whole parental advisory stickers on rap albums, which did nothing but make people buy more. Right. Or make kids want to buy more because, you know, you try to take something away from them, then they try to get even more behind your back. It's like once you open that box, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything goes out. That's why they put it on there, so people can buy it. Exactly. It actually increases its value. (laughs) If you think it means something or it's not good or it's... If, if it's offensive or if it's something you don't want your kids like, that's what they want mm-hmm. you know what I mean they want what they can't have <laughs> I know because if they do not see that sticker up there uh, yeah they're probably not going to buy it I remember when I like I only wanted the video games with a mature title exactly because I thought hey there might be nudity <laughs> there might be like crazy violence there yeah. might be blood and gore Grand Theft Auto there might be something that you can't see in your normal life right like why would you want to play like um Mario. Like, like a Barbie game or something like that. Barbie. Or, or, <laughs> That's the first thing you come up with. Well, because it's like the softest title that they actually sell. They make okay. these stupid games that parents just buy because of the name on it. It could be the worst made game ever. And Nintendo was actually notorious for making really crappy soft, games. Yes, real soft. They still are. They're getting better. They do. Uh, they do have. I think Mortal Kombat is still. Now is on Nintendo nowadays, but yeah. it took a while for them to like. Okay, if we want to remain competitive with Xbox and PlayStation, we're uh, going to need to get some mature games here. Speaking of which, did you ever watch on YouTube Angry Video Game Nerd? You ever watch any of those? I've heard. Of it. Yeah, he would he would review the worst games ever. That they, like a company would say, "Hey, we need an additional product to sell this movie." So we want you to make it, and not a good game, but just a game with our logo on it. Mm-hmm. And then we put it in the store, and parents were like, hey, Home Alone, cool, I'll buy that. It's like the worst game ever. And they just <laughs> pick it up and say Home Alone, and then and then there's 60 bucks gone. I remember right. there was a Nintendo game, Home Alone. There was lots of horrible yeah. games yeah. made. Michael that, Jordan had one, too. Where he had like a basketball made of fire and, and ice, and he would throw it at his enemies. I remember that game. Was Shot that a real it. game? That was a real game. That was Super Nintendo. Remember, I rented it. I'm glad I didn't buy it. Yeah. What is it? What is it called? Shaq Fu? No, that was no. Michael Jordan. Are you talking oh, about? Uh, but, the, but some, Shaq Fu was probably not far behind though. MJ in the Windy City, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know you're talking. Yeah, and then his face was on the picture, and he looked kind of mad for the first time. Never seen that. But yeah, Shaq Fu. 
was not far behind that one. That was, that was a good mention, too. Yeah, usually when a movie wants a game, it's not a very good game, mm-hmm. typically. Like a, a game that turns into a movie, same thing. Not yeah. always good. Yeah. I only think of a few cartoon movies that went to a video game that were good. The only, I think, like the, Aladdin. the only good, like, like real mo- game that I played was probably, like, the Arkham Asylum series for Batman. Yeah. They actually did a good I job had, for I Batman. Had, I, had I had like the Tomb Raider game. That was a good game. Tomb Raider, yeah. That started I, off I, as a game. That's yeah, true. Yeah. No, I'm gonna tell you the, the worst game to movie adaptation to me was Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the worst. Dennis Hopper as the Koopa. Yeah. John Leguizamo and the I forget John. the other guy. The other guy who was in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was the cop guy or detective, or whatever. Yeah. He died like a few years ago. Um, yeah, that was the worst. It looked nothing like the, the game. It was weird. It, yeah. was like, it was like a surreal experience with Mario titles on it, but it had nothing to do with it. No, no, no. <laughs> it was all almost like, well, this isn't a game, but the He-Man adaptation from the cartoon to the movie screen with Ivan Drago from Rocky IV, yeah. that was horrible. Yeah, it's just another way to merchandise your already established product yeah. that's what all it is it's not really to give value to people it's just to give them something else to do and that's why and uh, Anthony Mack uh, Anthony Mackey I think mm-hmm. his name the guy that was uh, he was in uh, Avengers he played the uh, two of the wings what's the two the name Hawkeye no not Hawkeye Hawkeye's a bow and arrow guy oh yeah um, I won't say Black Hawk but that sounds wrong <laughs> Nighthawk Something like that. I'm gonna look up his name because I don't want. <laughs> Sorry, fanboys. Yeah, I don't want to say his name wrong. <laughs> say fanboys. And, and, and by the way, now you find out what was the name of the the Ice T. What was the song? I body oh, count. Body. It was what cop. Was the, the name of the uh, song was Cop Killer, but cop the killer. group was uh, oh, Body Count. The name of that rock group Ice T was in was Body From Count. From that to Law and Order. Right. 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 Like Cop Killer. Or if Law and Order. Post down. There's a lot of interesting people with like. Great resumes. I have a great resume, but I don't think it, it flows like that, like Cop Killer, <coughs> Law and Order. <laughs> no, actually, when Cop Killer, the pimps up, hose down, and then Law and Order. <coughs> well, I guess he kind of arrested them all, so puts them back in the right space. That genius guy. <laughs> like, his career choices are just awesome. <laughs> right. Like, who is this guy? Businessman. No, that's the wrong ice baby. See, see. <laughs> he got me. You see, he played as he played the trick on me. Got him stuck in my head. I used to love that song though. Yeah, they confront all they want. People love that song. Yeah, I mean, I did. They, they did it in secret until people loved that song. <laughs> it had a hook to it. It was, you know, I don't even remember. Trendy. Was it what? Trendy. Uh, trendy. Yeah. I don't remember. That's the only part. Well, I guess that is the hook, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only part I know. Don't ask me any other part of the song because I can't tell you. I have no clue. Falcon. Falcon was his name. Why did I say Hulk? Falcon was his name. Because it's a bird. Yeah, I said Black Hawk on top of that. Black Hawk down. I got the. I only got the animal right, but I got the different where I got the bird. It was a bird, but I didn't get which one was right. It was a uh, bird. But, but he was talking about the other day that pretty much like movies today, you don't go to, and I agree with him, you really don't go to movies nowadays unless it's a big action movie like you went today, you know, because 
there's so many different avenues to watch a movie now. You can stream it at home, mm-hmm. although maybe illegally. You can stream it at home. You can, you, there's big screen TVs now at home. There's surround systems at home now. Mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah, there's less shootings at home. I get well, maybe not, but I think you don't have to worry about getting shot by a stranger usually at home while you're watching a movie. I would think. Anyway. See, I feel the same way, but the thing is, is as we get older, we only want to watch the movies that really we want to see. But when we're a kid, we're just consuming everything we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And that goes into like our early 30s. And then eventually you fall off like, man, I got more important things to do. I can't watch every stupid movie I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and on top of that, it's like if you take three or four people, it's like almost 60 hours. Not right. counting the candies and the sodas. Yeah. It was wine there now. They're trying to entice people to come there, but it's I it's way cheaper to do it at home. Purse full of knickknacks. <laughs> Go right in the Walgreens, stock up. Yeah, they don't, they don't sell weed at uh, the movie place. So, yeah, I guess it's good. You got that in your purse. No, I'm talking about goodies for the kids. Yeah, I, I said weeds. I do not give my children weed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Make sure I enunciate that. It's <laughs> Good parenting. <laughs> oh yeah. But, but, but you know, Anthony Mack was talking about there's no really. The, that's what killed the uh, the movie star, is that people don't really go out to action movies now. Like you can't. The same movies that were made in the '80s. He was talking about the Goonies at one point would not be made today. They will be on Netflix, and The Goonies is basically uh, Stranger Things, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's on Netflix. You make this stuff at home. Now. At the end of the day, it's a business, though. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. it, I mean, even the cheapest movie might cost fifty million to make now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And who wants to spend fifty million on something yeah. that nobody would want to go see? Yeah. I, I can't imagine going to see Driving Miss Daisy in three D. <laughs> won't be so worried about that. I get to see the up close and HD of her wrinkled skin telling this black man to drive her everywhere. I mean, I respect all the people <clears throat> working in Hollywood, you know, trying to make it for themselves, yeah. but it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. I can't remember the last movie I saw in a theater. Did you, oh, did you the watch Avengers? No, I didn't see How it. Dare you? You, you haven't seen it at all? I haven't seen it. No, you've seen any of them? I've seen, I've seen all of them except for that one. Like, oh, I man. used to be loving going to the movies. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I didn't get the buzz anymore. I'm just like, over it. I don't even watch hey, movies get, get on, on Netflix that much. I saw Scarface the other day just because I'd never seen it. And yeah, there's always so much that. talking about it. And I was like, you know what? It's on Netflix. I'll watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Pretty know, entertaining. See, <laughs> we were talking about this early before you got here. Talking about like movies we haven't seen that we've seen recently. He saw Scarface, we said. Like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I never saw um, Thelma and Louise until like a month or so ago. Have you ever seen? Mm -hmm. I'm watching. That movie pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time. The ending was so stupid to me. Cause you know how <clears throat> you know how TV shows will copy certain movies right. like that one. I've seen people where there's two girls on a high speed chase somewhere. Groundhog Day was another one we mentioned. Scarface, I've seen it copied on a TV show. Somebody will imitate it somehow. Mm-hmm. Thelma Louise, I've seen it copied. You know, Simpsons, a bunch of other comedies, whatever. And I did not know. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Thelma and Louise, they die. Uh, 
It's the, <laughs> it's the way they died. Like, they went through the whole country mm-hmm. trying to get away from the police for really a justified murder because this dude, this creep, was in the parking lot trying mm-hmm. to rape, I don't know which one was Thelma, but <clears throat> he was trying to rape one of the girls and her friend came out and shot the guy because he was trying to attack her too. And they thought, hey, we're going to go to jail for murder. Let's go across the country and maybe go to Mexico and get, get away and start a new life. And uh, they all, they were getting ready to get caught in. All the police were surrounding them. There was like 30 cops for some reason for these you know, two women with one little uh, bank robbing pistol or something like that. You know, something with like one shot in it. I don't know. Yeah. Old Civil War pistol. And they had all these police for some reason. I'm like, well, good Lord. So I like... Okay, they can turn themselves in and tell that it was in self-defense. Nobody knows what happened. They can tell their part, part of the story, and maybe they get off. You know what they did, Dean? They said, you know what? Let's just keep going. <laughs> let's, let's not stop. Let's not see if we have our chance in court. Let's just drive. And I'm thinking, okay, so they're going to keep driving across the country and see if they can still get away. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. No, they don't do that, Dean. They drive off a cliff. (laughs) And that's how it goes off. Like, I'm thinking, because I've seen, like I said, I've seen the Simpsons copy it. The Simpsons copied it, and Homer went over a cliff, and he landed in, like, a landfill, and he survived. These girls drove off the cliff and just died. Mm. I'm like, you're not even going to fight? You're not even going to try to... (laughs) I don't know, just drive, take a left turn. They drove off a cliff. And the other thing that killed me was they were smiling about it. They were holding hands. Yeah. They're like, let's do it. And they were smiling, driving off the cliff. It's. I think it's because they wanted the choice to end things <clears throat> on their terms. But it wasn't going to be the end. They could have went to court at least. Right. At least would have been, they still would have been together. This would have been in prison. And maybe met some girlfriends along the time. Who knows? They, See, I think the rationale for the characters were <coughs> that they feared the unknown. I was pissed. <laughs> I waited 20, what, maybe 30 years? Yeah, about almost 30 years to watch this movie. <laughs> and I'm thinking it was going to be a better ending. And it just ended in the credits roll. And I'm like, there's no explanation. We found their bodies. You know, we are trying <laughs> to recover their bodies. There's nothing. It just went off. So would you rather be suicide by cop? <clears throat> Yes. That'd be more interesting. Yes. But suicide? That set it off. <laughs> you ever set it off? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Basically set it off is a black Thelma and Louise except it's four black girls. Oh, yeah, with Queen Latifah? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that, yep. Queen Latifah said, no, I'm going to smoke this blunt before I go. <laughs> Y'all going to have to kill me. I'm not going to jail. Hell, Thelma Louise, they didn't want to go to jail, but hell, they drove off a cliff and did that. Yeah, I guess they both died in the end, but I like Queen Latifah's better. She got out of the gun, started shooting at all the cops. You know she wasn't going to survive. But I like it better. She wasn't smiling either. She was crying. She was emotional. You know, I like they it. They was emotional better. too. Huh? They was emotional. They was just. They were smiling. They was just happy. Well, for what? For what? I think they felt liberated. Oh, girl, they didn't even have kids. They didn't get. Well, yeah, oh, girl. Yeah, the one girl was married, I think. The other girl never got married. They didn't even live their full life. 
One was a bad influence, the other one went with it. Exactly. That's where she became a bad influence toward the end. Actually, actually the other girl got her in trouble toward the end. <laughs> She's the reason why they actually got caught, because they would have made it. She lost the money to Brad Pitt, <laughs> and uh, she did something. She told her husband where they were at, I think, and one mm-hmm. time on a phone call. I was like, man, these girls are stupid, man. It's melodramatic. It was supposed to be, I think, like a, a female or women liberation type movie. Like, that they died. Um, Poetic Indian. I guess. It, it still just pisses me off. You know, and every time I watch Set It Off, I always want a different ending. I always think there's going to be a different ending to it. It's not. It's like Boys in so the Hood. Caught it. <laughs> Boys in the Hood, I always think Ricky, I was like, run zigzag this way. He never does it. I always look at it. It goes hopes. And Starface, I always is like, dude, just get out of there. Or... Once he survives all the gunshots, like, well, maybe he'll shoot at, you know, the other killer. The guy that shot him in the back, maybe he'll turn around this time. Mm-hmm. Never happens. That's what you call a good movie, though. Mm-hmm. So do you root for the anti-hero? Sometimes, yeah. Depends on what it is. Because if you look at Thumb and Louise, they had bad circumstances, but yeah. they became the anti-hero. So you root for them because you care about them. I root J- for them. Just like these other ones. But they're still doing, <laughs> like, illegal things. Yeah. And they're still making poor choices. Yeah. Like, they lack the rational skills. That's a smart way of saying they were dumb in that movie. Right. But you like them, though. I do not love them. I like them dumb. I I like them prior to that last decision. (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, turn! Turn! You just went over the cliff. What is wrong with you? I cannot watch a movie with you. No, you can't. Cannot watch a movie with you. You got a movie like that. Tell me, there's a movie that you get emotional like that and like wish they did something different at the end. I know you got one. Pornhub, that's fine. (laughs) 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 Which genre exactly? Mm, It don't matter. You just randomly pick one? Yep. Get it started. (laughs) I wish they did something different at the end, but uh, (laughs) you get what you don't pay for. <laughs> I pay for it. I'm a, I'm a member. Are you? Yes, I am. You know it's free, right? You have your own account. Yes, I do. She's up there. <laughs> she's up there. Yeah, she's on there. She's, she's on it. She has videos. Yes. No, 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 no. I got no videos that's on you, there. That's how. Yes. That's a career. Yeah. She's gonna quit the hospital eventually. She's gonna do that full time. <laughs> yeah, we do comedy porn. Comedy porn. Mm, funny sex. <laughs> well, some say that's all my all my sex. That's not good. Do the women say that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Thumbs down. They're like, can you take this seriously, please? What the men say? Yeah. What? I just said, do the women say that? You said, yeah. (laughs) You said, yeah, yeah, they say that. They say anything. What are you talking about? I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Okay. Just to make sure. We're going to get out. We're going to get away from this. I'm going to go straight. Look at Ding Ding. Keep blinking. What? Nothing is suspect here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we're going to get... We're going... No, we're going to segue to the next subject. It does, it does have somewhat uh, to do with what we were talking about earlier. No, we're not going with the first one. We're going with Robert Patterson. See, we're skipping that over. Robert Patterson. Because it wouldn't make no sense if we went with the chicken one. But Robert Patterson being the next Batman. From Twilight, that's all I know him from is the Twilight series, which I never even finished the last Twilight because I was actually disgusted with the first Twilight. When it, the first Twilight, he you know he's a vampire. He's trying to describe himself. Have you seen it? Twilight? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with you. 
You seen it? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give nothing away. I kind of like Twilight, like, though. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me if you like this scene. Now, this is an old movie he's trying to describe to Bella mm-hmm. how he's a monster. He's a whole person. You don't want to be like this. You really want to see who I am? And then he goes outside, opens his shirt, and he got jewels shining in the sun. I was like, what is so monstrous about that? You don't really eat people. You live forever. You stay young forever. You got special powers. You can read people's minds. What's there not to like? He's different, so I guess he was afraid that Uh once she found out she wouldn't want him. What was she, but he was, what was she not want though? I don't know. Who the fuck is going to be, you know what, you a vampire? I want you. <laughs> but, he could, but he had an opportunity to turn her and she would have been a vampire and lived the same life. What was so bad about living forever, reading people's mind? I mean, I sure you can't be in the open sun, I guess, but they were both pale anyway. Well, because who wants to live forever? Then you watch everybody else that's not like you just die off. All the, the rest of the people that you know, family, mm-hmm. before you got turned into a vampire and all kinds of shit. You know, watch them all die. Unless you going to turn them all. Turn them all. But I don't, I, that's too much work. That's why I ain't no black vampires like that. <laughs> hey, vampire in Brooklyn? Eddie Murphy. That, no. Yeah. He was, that was the dumbest damn movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> they should have not I, made I'm that. Not going to argue with you on that. He's made a lot of great movies. The best part of that movie is when the eyeball fell out. <laughs> that was the best part. Did you see that? Was that with pops? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the only part of that movie I like when the eyeball fell out. He plays the same character every movie and TV show. He plays uh, John, movie. John Witherspoon. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, the guy played pops in there. The guy was on Friday. Boomerang, he plays the same role every movie. He's good at it. He's very good at it. He's very good at it. Um, but, you know, back to what we were talking about, Robert Pattinson, what do you, uh, do you think he is going to make a good Batman? We've, we've had uh, Christian Bale, we've had George Clooney, we've had Val Kilmer, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. and the first Michael Keaton. Adam West. Yeah, I'm not even counting him. Nope. <laughs> nope. You gotta count him. He was still there. <sighs> He's dead now. I'm not counting him. He's out. He's a TV show, so I'm not counting him. Well, <clears throat> let's see. Robert's not relevant to me, but if I was 20 or 25, he uh, might be. Uh-huh. So, whoever your target audience is, is who it is. Now, us fanboys who've been watching Batman our whole lives... Mm-hmm. We might have a problem with it. It's like I didn't like Ben Affleck, but I was I was actually but, but opinions, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's not really about me anymore. Like as a fan, <laughs> it's about the younger I mean, audience. I mean, damn, I'm paying for them to go to the movies. It is about you. If you don't they, like, they get if the you money don't like it, you don't make the money. They don't make the money. So mm-hmm. if ten people like you don't like it, that's ten people that's not going to watch it. Plus right. another ten people that they was gonna bring with them. <clears throat> so that's twenty people already off the list. I mean, it's a crapshoot. I mean, they yeah. they they basically are betting with Robert to see if they can bring in an audience with Batman. Whether it's success or it's a fail, it's another movie at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not the movie. Mm-hmm. Like we already have the movie. We've already seen enough movies. We know what's our movie. Yeah. 
So this is just another product that might stick, may not. You think he's a good enough actor to trade him? Because... I don't know. I mean... I'll give you that. No one thought Michael Keaton was going to be good when he first tried out for it. But we had Tim Burton on that. Just true. I mean, they gave it that dark aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they made it gritty. Mm -hmm. And then they made it campy. Well, yeah. With yeah. the Schumacher stage. Yeah, Schumacher, Val Kilmer, I think, was next. And George, George Clooney, yeah. See, and George Clooney is a great actor, but I, I guess it depended on really the director, where he takes it. Uh, Christian Bale was a good one. I actually like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck surprised like ben me. Affleck. But see, at that time, they were making movies. They were basically printing money out. People just go to the theater just because it was, it was so great. But there's been a drop-off. Mm-hmm. They're just... Yeah, they might as well just go to the government and go where they make money and just print out money and say, here you go. That's how it was then. Now it's like, yeah, we got to make as much money as we can. There's no guarantee anymore. Right. But what do I know? I'm not an economist. Who would you, who, who'd you like best as Batman? You know, Christian Bale. Like, like, that whole series is great. You can't, it's hard to top the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it, it kind of transcended, like, like movie going it, mm-hmm. it gave it that it's like where you're like wow there's a lot of philosophical good drama here mm-hmm. between characters and stuff Christopher Nolan did a genius job with that now he did good he, he, he added a lot of depth to the character that uh, wasn't seen in the Tim Burton series so we got the <clears throat> Batman movie but when now we can get another Batman movie we love Batman mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't top all I can do is add more right. services to the people who want to see Batman. I'm going to go with Michael Keaton with my pick, though. Michael Keaton? I just thought he was... His acting, I thought, was just... He just appeared dark. He had that sarcasm to him. Yeah. That's you know? my favorite, too. That's what I was going to pick. Chose my Jack Nicholson? Yeah. What, oh, for his Joker? Yeah. You mean he was the best Joker? Ah, see, that's tough. Between Heath Ledger and Joker, man, I can go back and forth on that one. Between who? Jack Nicholson well, and Joker. Okay, or because you Ledger. said. <laughs> or Jared Leto. Do you count that? No, I don't count. You he's don't only, count that? He's only there like four minutes. I think Jack, That's it. Jack Nicholson yeah. is my fave. You said Jack Nicholson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why you like Jack Nicholson better? Just because he fit into He it. just looked like him. <laughs> Without <laughs> the makeup, he just looks like him. He just fit right he in. He acted more like a crime boss. Yeah. And that one. <clears throat> That's true. I mean, he didn't have that weird wackiness. That he was kind of weird. Once kind he put of, that makeup yeah. Kind of, but he he's more like a. He made it his own. I give that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're both good. What, what you're saying? Yeah, he does seem more like a crime boss, wacky crime boss. Heath Ledger seems like an anarchist. He doesn't he doesn't care about the rules of the world, whether for the good or bad people. He doesn't care about rules. Period. I don't know, man. It's tough. They, like, bo- they both made their mark. Heath Ledger's Joker basically had like this introspective viewpoint <clears throat> of reality. Mm-hmm. You know, he was an anarchist, but he was also like this philosopher too. He wanted to yeah. give people a choice yeah. to see what they would do. He wasn't just, he wanted to prove a point. Yeah. Where some people, like he wasn't, I think a true anarchist wouldn't try to prove a point. They would just, that's why there were so many layers to that character. Okay. You know, where you can't just say he's all this because mm-hmm. he has reason. He's reasonable. He mm-hmm. thinks about it. He has a logic to him. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, some people who are straight anarchists mm -hmm. are probably unreasonable. They're just completely irrational. They're just luckier to get away with it as long as they do. Right. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Some people could say Batman's an anarchist. He's a vigilante, so of yeah. course, yes. Yeah, but what is the big difference between a vigilante and an anarchist? Vigilante tries to stop evil, but it's not his responsibility. Mm -hmm. So he's committing crimes yeah. by doing things himself. Yeah. Where an anarchist is like, well, to hell with everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to destroy lives and disrupt people and just antagonize everyone around me mm -hmm. for my own, you know, uh, you know, direction in life where yeah. I want to go. People will say Batman, since he was taking the law into his own hands and killing people unjustly in some people's eyes, some people view him as a hero, they could look at him as an anarchist too because he was breaking the foundation of what the law was. Yeah, and he got in the way between corruption and, uh, and actual police work. You know what I mean? So if you have a Batman <coughs> stopping bad cops and mm -hmm. people they work with mm -hmm. you know to make the whole world spin in their world yeah. well then Batman's you know public enemy number one mm -hmm. but if everyone was good who was a police officer or a lawyer they'd be like yeah well he does good like Gordon mm -hmm. he liked Batman yeah. he worked with Batman but the dirty cops are like that corrupt judge that crime boss uh, they're gonna kill me if I don't do something here about this Batman yeah Gordon also, in a way, if you look at it, he also kind of was a dirty cop, too, because he went outside the boundaries of... He worked with a vigilante, yeah. but he believed in something better. Yeah. So he had a he had a higher power <laughs> to govern his decisions. Well, see, that's where that phrase comes from. What is it? The second Batman? Um, I, I'm paraphrasing. Today you can be a hero, but you can live long enough to watch yourself become... The enemy. Oh, yeah, the enemy yeah. or whatever. Either either die hero yeah, or okay. long enough yeah. to become the enemy. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. yeah. So good. See, in those movies. I see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I really watch them. anymore, but this brain is full of trivia. Yeah, he <laughs> meditates and. <laughs> I try to get rid of it. Has scented candles in the room. He doesn't watch Netflix or go to movies anymore. You watch Netflix. You don't watch Netflix. Movies, huh? See, yeah. Barely. Yeah, barely. You watch Scarface, and that was like you turned it off after that. It's because he's reading You're philosophy reading. books. Yeah, I'm trying to better myself. Right. What philosophy did you get from Scarface? The ended to that. Do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Don't sleep with your uh, uh, drug lord's sister. Yeah. Why, why, why would you want to take the drug lord's wife? I mean, like, get a new wife. You know what I mean? That's Catwoman. Uh, he knew Michelle was, Pfeiffer. He, yeah. knew, he knew she was going to be Catwoman. <laughs> another Batman <laughs> reference right there. Oh, okay. That's another question. Which one? Oh, that's going to be easy. Never mind. I was going to say which one was the better Catwoman, but uh, never mind. Between her and Hallie, but that's easy. Well, there's actually three. Well, we, are you counting the TV one? Or, oh, you're talking about the one in Dark Knight? Yeah. Okay. All right. Put her up there then. Probably, probably Michelle. She just seemed like a cat. Well, she had a cool role. You know what I mean? Like the way she died and came back and acted all weird cat, and stuff. Cat. It was like Pet Cemetery and Batman. Cats nibbling on her hand. <laughs> yeah. I, it was cool when I was a kid. When I watched it as a adult, I'm like, I don't get it. How is that supposed to 
Bring me back from the dead, but okay, I'll roll with it. Tim Burton made a lot of creepier stuff mm-hmm. in the early 90s. It kind of didn't later on. Okay. Between Eartha Kitt and Michelle Pfeiffer. Catwoman. Eartha Kitt? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the Adam West Batman. Uh, Catwoman. I haven't seen Eartha Kitt. Don't look at me like that. I don't like Eartha. I don't care. She had a voice for it. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. this. They're selling sexuality. That's all. <laughs> First of all, don't do that. Well, I mean, you've seen the outfits. I mean, yeah, definitely. Then. Yeah, it was so. like a BDSM sexuality thing, and like the Batman Returns. Well, that's what it was. What do you think the shoe marker Batman with the nipples was selling? Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, men outfits is the same thing, so y'all need to stop it. Sex sells. It has that, like, shapes around the crotches and stuff. I'm like, that's not, that's like not Robin. Us. Robin, he got too much, too, it's too tight on his skin. And then Batman, you get to see all his physique through his little, see, I love Batman. They didn't have to work I, out then. Now exactly, they do. Yeah, exactly, right? You know what I mean? But now there's, like, TRT and all these other great awesome medications to get these guys jacked and yeah. trainers and everything they can get they can get like jacked in like six months yeah. Jack Nicholson could look like uh, Ronnie Coleman in like three weeks god that's, that'd be horrible <laughs> <laughs> you should be playing Bane looking that big but yeah uh, <laughs> like, that was awesome right there right. that was crazy uh, steroids man but, uh, if TRT doesn't work They'll have to go the other expensive route and just do graphics with it. The way they made, um, what's dude's name? The guy that played Thanos. What was his name? Good actor, by the way, too. Um, Old Country for Old Men, he played in that, too. Mm. No Country for Old Men, he played in that movie. Oh, yeah. You said Thanos? Yeah, the guy that played that, Josh Brolin, I think his name. Yeah, he's great. He, he's good at it, but of course, he's nowhere near that size. No, no, CGI does wonders yeah. for people. Like, his character, I mean, come on. Yeah. No human would look like that anyway. What would, okay, what would you put his character as? Would you say he's an anarchist? You know, but he had a reason for what he wanted to do. He actually was trying to help people. In the first, the, the Infinity Wars, he was trying to help Well, for one, he's an alien. So technically, yeah. he's from another place with different principles and different philosophies that you can even compare it to a human. Now, there's human elements if you watch it as an American watching it. But the truth is, you know, if you think about an alien mm. with its own set of principles and objectives, then you're thinking like it's its own entity. Like it's going to do what it does. Just like a lion does what it does. We probably got a human or some dictator that's probably thought along the lines as him. Well, you can compare him to like Hitler. You know what I mean? Um, well, Hitler, well, Hitler picked who he wanted to kill. He had certain people. He, he discriminated versus, he want, versus who he wanted to live. Thanos killed rich, poor, black, everybody. white, alien, non-alien. He wanted to kill everybody. But he wanted half of the universe to stay alive so there would be enough sources of food and water for everybody, which is kind of noble, yeah, you're right. Kind of noble in the end, but sick at the end. It's like a cult leader's mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to purify and then get rid of stuff and then have this order of utopia that I created. Yeah. And then be happy with it. 
Some people say that's like a god complex. It is. You want to, you know. It's like narcissism. Yeah, it's kind of like Noah's Ark almost. Mm -hmm. Like you want to have a flood and you want to get rid of, well, maybe not the same thing, but you want to kill a certain amount of people, only keep a certain people remaining alive on earth and, and then let the earth thrive after that. So would you say that's a, a noble thing to do for Thanos or you think that's an evil thing to do? To kill off this random half of the earth? Um, that's a hard question. I think it's noble. <clears throat> now remember, it's, it's, it's random. That means that could be one of your children. Yeah, but what alive. is the reason? Yeah, but see, yeah. he's not on your team though, so I mean, you should only—I mean, I would say you should only support your team and what you're about. If he doesn't stand for what you're about, then he's the enemy. Well, that's he's not on anyone's team though. See, he's on his own team. Yeah. Well, he's on humanity's team. He but, wants humanity to live. You know, he, if he was picking a certain person or picking a certain race, I could. Yeah, I could. Well, see. he had the power, so he can call the shots. He who has the power yeah. makes the rules. So you have to either go along with it or just, oh, well, there you go. Have fun. I don't think you really have too much of a choice. <laughs> Not in that situation, nope. <laughs> You're doomed. <laughs> Would you want to put your faith in the hands of an insane person that wants to kill I everyone mean, for Trump his own is ideas? The president. Yeah, yeah, that's how we got the United States. Trump is the president. <laughs> yeah, that's so, where we're at now. <laughs> we do that every four years. The Don. <laughs> Teflon Don, that's why I like calling Yellow haired man. Mm. Oh, it's yellow now? I call him the flap. Oh, uh, that was Cheetos now. Diet Coke drinker. Mm. Diet Coke, he's drinking a lot of those. McDonald's lunches. <laughs> Wind avoider. <laughs> Grab her by the. Grab her by the crotcher. The crotcher. Vaginal orifice area. We'll go with that. Vaginal. Stormy Daniels. Mm. What did you say? Stormy Day. <laughs> so that's what you said. Porno. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know about her. Huh? No. We should just list our favorite porn stars. I have none. I don't watch that stuff. I don't watch it either. Um, why are you looking at me? <laughs> like you took my amateur or like no. Um, let's go. <laughs> next. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll segue to the next thing. <laughs> this is a choice right here. I think this may uh, separate a lot of the population on what to do with this. There's, uh, there's been a report that says washing chicken is actually more dangerous than just seasoning it and putting it in the oven and cooking it. Saying that when you wash chicken, you're splattering all the bacteria on your sinks, on your cabinet, and you're spreading the germs all around your house. There's a lot of people, I know a lot of black people, that wash chicken. That is a routine they've been passed on for generations. And they heard this report from the CDC, mm. and they are telling them they are loud. They're, they're liars. They're telling them this is foul, not foul as a F-O-W-L. This is a, this is a foul report. It's not true. And they will continue to wash their chicken until the day that they die. Nigel, you've cooked chicken before, I assume. Hopefully yep. not burnt. That was one time. <laughs> what kind of chicken was that? 
Actually, it was already fried chicken. I was just trying to warm it up. In the microwave? Shut up. It was in like, you know one of those little toaster? A toaster oven. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to go ding. Mm-hmm. And it touched bake. a little. It was not easy bake. It touched a little, <laughs> <laughs> the little heater coil, and then mm-hmm. it. I tried to <laughs> blow it, and it was like. Did was the like, fire department show up? Yeah, they did actually. They, did. <laughs> they said they had to take um, a number of the casualty of chicken. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So you didn't even get to wash the chicken. It was already cooked. It was already cooked. But okay. I have been since the day that I've ever cooked been taught to clean the chicken. Mm. Take the fat off, clean it nice and I'm not gonna stop doing that though. <laughs> Just not gonna stop doing it because I think those people that's getting chicken juice and shit everywhere don't clean up after themselves. Chicken so juice. they got a whole sink full of chicken juice just splattered around and then they take their little dirty shirt go sit down in the little room hold the baby let the baby (laughs) suck on their juicy shirt and shit and then the baby got damn sick for days and they can't figure out why the baby got thrash and rashes and all kinds of shit in their mouth and then they take that same shirt and they go lay across the bed and then their husband come in the bed and then guess what now both of y'all got the sickies because you done laid nasty chicken juice in your bed because you didn't take off the dirty shirt that you done cook with so this actually happens right huh this happens. I'm assuming so they got a damn study out. Normal people like myself would, after you clean the chicken, wash up the stuff that you're using. That's why Mm. I use gloves anyway, because I just don't like the feeling. That's smart. So you wash up the shit that you're using, clean up after yourself. I don't usually sit around in the clothes that I cook in because it starts to smell like food. Do you wear an apron? I do not. Mm. I I I use an apron. I don't even have an apron. I don't have an apron or an item board. Mm. There's two things in my house you won't find. Mm. I also use a hairnet. <laughs> you use a hairnet too? Yeah, at home. Dang, you are super I'm not, safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah. I'm eating this food. You can have fun with that. I'm right. not doing this. It's too much work. I'm going to do what I need to do, and then off to the next. But like the shirt and stuff, yeah, of course you change afterwards. You smell like food anyway, but. Smell like chicken. Right. And then you use the, you can see it though, you know, it, it, especially if it's fried chicken because yeah. it's got the flour and stuff everywhere. Yeah. I'm not going to just go get in my bed. <laughs> flour and shit everywhere. Wake up hungry. Smell that chicken. Or wake up with a yeast infection. And marinated in flour and chicken bacteria. Yeah, you said, where are you putting the chicken at? <laughs> Where's that drumstick? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, you, you traveling all around leaving chicken chicken splatter juices I don't know what you call it <laughs> I mean we're not K people I mean obviously there's some of us that is if we have a whole study well I mean can we, I guess we're calling the scientists liars though I mean, I'm not calling them a liar I'm just saying that that that's true I believe in bacteria and all that stuff duh I'm saying that's all real but it ain't just coming from it's coming from people not cleaning up behind mm-hmm. themselves and walking around with the shit on them. That's so. what, it's you, if you go outside and you step in shit mm-hmm. and you come in the house and don't clean your shoe off, guess what's in the house? Shit. Oh, so <laughs> so this isn't a question of if we wash our chicken, it's a question of human ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if, you're not, if you don't know better yeah. and you're mishandling food mm-hmm. and, and creating you know, diseases from bacteria, then that's an education thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's what do you know? 
and mm-hmm. why are you doing it? So if, if, if that's the headline is people mm-hmm. mishandling their chicken, it's like, well, most people when they start cooking is wash your hands, have a clean setting, use 409 on the counters, you know, make everything good. Yeah. But if you're not living by conventional norms of safe handling, yeah. well, that's a question. I, yeah, I don't think most people use a 409 and Lysol. Like most people, I don't think they got I mean, all those items in there. Do you want bugs crawling on your counters? <laughs> you want, they probably just put palm olive and wipe the counter. I mean, didn't wash it off afterwards. Like, like, this is good enough. I got a story. I remember when I was like in college and I was like making food and stuff like that. And I think my roommate actually was cooking. And he was like cooking all this beef and stuff like that. Yeah. And a little piece like dropped between the stove and the counter. You know how there's like little wedges and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day I woke up and I saw these maggots on the floor. Mishandling food is real. And that, and that taught me a valuable lesson. So, yeah. you know, when you're cooking, be very careful where things fall, where things leave. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want bugs. You don't want to get bit. You don't want to get sick. So you learn the hard way, but it makes you better right. over time. I just love you. You just make me so at ease. <laughs> yeah, he is meditation. Right? That's why he brought me in. Yeah. You get too worked up. You don't even have to play music. Oh, really? That's what you told him? I get too worked up? Of course. See, first you would see. See, that's the way you do. First, when I came here, he was like, don't talk to Adam. He don't got no hairline. So I was like, okay, cool. And that's how we kind of I said, it. don't talk to him. He don't have no hairline. Yeah, and now, <laughs> now he's going to tell you. <laughs> I can't stay. What do you say? Don't look, at, don't look at me in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> See how you do? I'm just waiting. He's going to tell me something about you one day. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. It's coming one day. It's yeah. always really bad. I'm okay with that. I'm being some relaxed and cat, you know? But, you I know. But, yeah, he damn near asleep, though. He's so relaxed. Like, <laughs> no. Nah. No, I mean, like, his voice is like... <laughs> I couldn't, like, I couldn't talk to him every it's time. It's good. I'm <laughs> what y'all do, man. I'm yeah. from California. Yeah. I know. And that's good. Uh, we need some chillness. Because, you know, now she gets riled up. We need someone to calm her down, you know, because I'm always calm. As we saw at the beginning Shit. of the show. When I was talking about Thelma Louise, I talked in a very calm voice. I'm like, I can't. That was not calm. I don't understand. He was like, they died. <laughs> I don't understand that was not calm, any of it. drove off the cliff. That I'm was, so that's what he, that, in his mind, that's what he sounded like. Why I, would they do that? Actually, you brought me on the show because I'm the therapist. Yes. So I have to be calm. He actually yeah. has a license in it. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. He's Dr. King. Do- Dr. <laughs> Number two. Dr. Dean, too? <laughs> yeah. I had a dream. You call you Diddy? Oh, you said DK, I said Diddy. D- <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, though. Double D's. Ah, okay. You I got, got them D's on it. Oh, no, don't do that. You're going to ruin the image. I ruined it. <laughs> I thought the image was already ruined. It is. Back, back to what we were talking about. Now they, they said you cook these things. Just cook the chicken, four hundred whatever degrees. It's gonna kill the bacteria anyway. So washing it is just a waste of time. Is what they're saying. Yeah. And I, there's a firestorm over the internet. Most people that I've heard on the internet saying I will continue to wash my chicken. I do not uh, believe in this study. I will do what I've been doing for my whole life. I I I'm gonna continue to wash it too, cause I mean it's it's handled by all different kinds of people and. But it's in the back. It's killed by the heat, though. How I know that? How I know? Well, see, that goes to studies. How I know, because it's, it's killed by the heat. Why people keep ending up with salmonella? <laughs> because they're washing it and they're getting licking their fingers and stuff like that. Well, like they're chopping it out the bowl. Almost do it. <laughs> 
That was nasty. Drink, drinking it like Rocky drunk them eggs and raw eggs in the Rocky movie. Mm-mm, can't do that either. Builds up uh, your metabolism. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of variables to consider. <laughs> I mean, like if if someone is mentally checked out on safe preparatory conditions of handling food. Imagine mm-hmm. if they left that chicken on the counter before they decide to cook it for a couple hours. What if, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What if they're like, you know, on medication? What if they're mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would say statistically, so most people aren't that reckless with their health. Mm-hmm. I would say like, maybe, maybe more, but I would say average, most people are a little bit more conscientious mm-hmm. of what they do and how they do it. Or some people are just not. They don't care one way. They didn't want to make the chicken in the first place. <laughs> you know, they're broke now. I mean, I don't know what the case is. I don't know. But if, if, if you don't care, then anything could happen to you. Well, we got people that don't, that work at restaurants that don't wash their hands and they handle the food. And those are probably the people that <laughs> don't care about salmonella and all that stuff. We got people that smoke. I seen this at Popeyes. Like, one of the people at the window this is a fair bill the guy had a cigarette in his mouth and he was at taking, the restaurant at the restaurant it was a drive through window and he wanted to take my order and I drove off <laughs> I said like, nah I don't think this one's for me that manager's pretty loose you seen that video recently where the guy was washing in at Wendy's he's washing in the sink where he cleaned the utensils he was washing in it and somebody oh. recorded it oh no that's mm-mm. See what I'm saying? This is why you need to cook at home. That trips me. Hey, well, yeah, that gives me even more reason to want to uh, cook at home because of people like that. I mean, it was just like, it was a funny thing for him. Somebody was recording it, and they're the one who reported it for some reason. I'm like, why were you even watching it? They both were working there. That's uh, why you didn't stop them and report them. Yeah. You're going to record it. But I guess World Star, they did it for, they did it for the likes. They did it for the gram. Is that the one where he coming in? Yeah, there you go right there. Look, look. What the heck? This is all. This is all they have to do, right? Yeah. Dude is taking a bath, full suds, feet first. Not that it matters. Where are the managers is at? They probably ain't ever going it. And the one that's recording is the one that actually turned them in, or turned him in, right? Stupid ass, stupid. You know what? You know, most, this might be a stereotype, but most people who work at fast food are usually smoking pot or something. That's a stereotype. I did not smoke pot then. Well, there's, you probably need some people who did. Yes. And they, and they do it on their break, and they come in, and then they spit in the food, and they don't care. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> bad part. It's like the people that run with the first thought that pops in their head. I'm not gonna tell you the stuff I saw happen. Exactly. Yeah. See? That's why I don't. You work. can't snitch. You just have to take it to the grave. Yeah, you're right. You gotta take it to the grave. You shit me. You better tell me not. Tell me where not to go. Uh, well, well I mean, they're, they're under new management because they used to get new managers like every two months. Because they don't do their jobs. That's right. I get that one. Uh, but I will say it is in this town. This Wendy's. People check out in North Carolina. I've noticed. Since I, I've been out here, people just check out. Come on back there. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I remember the time I went to a subway here when I first got here, yeah. and there was like six employees there, right? Six? Is it that many? Yeah, and I, it took me like 15 minutes to get a sandwich. They were slow. They didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I can go to downtown Denver. One guy operating that store all by himself moved the line pretty quickly. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. People just check out. If there's a people putting demands on you, mm-hmm. requirements on you, knowing that someone will take your place and do a better job with you if you don't do your job, yeah. then people just do whatever they want. That's that's how it is out here. People do whatever they want because mm-hmm. there's no sense of accountability and there's no sense of integrity with the job. Like if you have a job, you have an opportunity to live. Mm-hmm. But most people don't look at it that way. They look at it as, oh, I'm not going to do my job, whatever. I'm going to get paid to mm-hmm. do nothing. That's how my gym is. Mm-hmm. People don't clean up. People don't People don't do what they're supposed to, but they yeah. want to sit there and get paid and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right. Because there's no consequences. Exactly. Because it's too loose out here. Business. So but I like the looseness, though, because I get to relax. But I don't get the good service that I'm used to. It's this unfortunate. Is, this isn't Planet Fitness, is it? No. Okay. This is the new gym. I got kicked out of Planet Fitness. Good. How did you get kicked out of somewhere? It's not hard in Planet Fitness. It's not hard. Well, I hate Planet Fitness. Should I share that story? Share so it. Share, no, share it. All right. So, uh, please do. <laughs> so I go to the gym like any other day, and then you know you go in there, you scan your barcode, you go in. The guy grabbed my keys, yeah. and and took it over and not only did when he grabbed my keys he kind of caressed my hand in a sexual way <laughs> and no one has ever touched me there before ever <laughs> never once not once I don't want to be touched anyway but this guy <laughs> caressed my hand and I, I, I can't lie I was I, I took my pre-workout before I go to the gym because yeah. I have a, a system I should wait till after I get in there in case yeah. something happens yeah. so I'm like I better not take this when we get too amped up so, so I was like, I, 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 at first I was like, I told the guy, I was like, why are you touching me? He's like, what do you mean? Acting all goofy and stuff. Like he thought it was a game. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, whatever. And I just started going to stretch. Uh-huh. And the more I sat there, and the angrier I got. Because I was like, why is this motherfucker touching me? Why did he touch me? <laughs> if he touched, if I had a daughter and he touched my daughter that way, I'd be pissed. Right? Like, if it happens to me, it can happen to her, too. I'm not going to let this stand. And so I'm like, I go up to the front side, I need to speak to your manager. I'm like, why? And I was like, well, the guy freaking touched me. And I probably said some obscene things yeah. that I probably shouldn't have said that would make me a liability. But I was like, fuck it. And then the, the other employees were like, Defendant, he's a nice guy. He wouldn't do anything to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, he still did what he did, despite what a nice guy he is. Yeah. I mean, maybe a girl would want him to touch him if she yeah. liked him. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do. You should have just took it and moved on. <laughs> right. Right. So, so then I, I complained. And the manager was like, well, I'll, I'll discuss it with you on Monday or whatever. And I call like the head manager, and then eventually they're like, "Well, we decided just to part ways with you because, uh, you know, we didn't see you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we didn't see any wrongdoing on our employees' part, but the way you acted was like, you know, not not what we want. And I was like, well, what if it was this or that? So like, well, we're not gonna play the shoulda woulda game. Wow. We're just gonna like let you go." and terminate your membership and when I saw my the termination agreement it says reason for termination it said luck 
Oh, is that the word they, they use there? Because they got the lunk alarm. I hate that thing, man. They have. It said what? Lunk. lunk. See, they got these stupid rules at Planet Fitness where they don't like to be intimidated. It's it's a millennial thing. I went there one night. This was like one in the morning because it was twenty four hours. I said I might get a membership here. They're twenty four hours. It's ten bucks. Ten bucks. That's the main thing. Ten bucks to save a lot of money. That's what got me in. Yeah, it's cheap. I went there. You know, and there's a lot of little little things I didn't like. They didn't have enough weights and didn't have certain equipment. You know, whatever. Maybe I can work around that. Mm-hmm. The alarm went off. I was like, well, what's that alarm for? Uh, someone came here uh, to the front desk and said they were intimidated. Uh, there was a guy that had on a wife beater. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? What's that guy doing? And, well, they didn't like the way he looked and they kind of intimidated him. So we hit the alarm and he had to go change. What? Said, okay, that was strike one. Strike two and three, because it counted as another strike, because I didn't like wait for the third strike, so I made it count as two. But the, next <laughs> one, the second one and third one was the guy was doing squats, not squats, but uh, deadlifts, and he dropped the weights. Woo! Yeah. Thing went off again. I'm like, what's that for? Oh, you're not supposed to be dropping weights. And he was grunting too. You're not supposed to drop weights and grunting because it intimidates the members here. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting a membership here. I don't care how cheap it is. I'll pay $100 somewhere else. It's like a mental institution. Yeah. I said it's like a Starbucks gym. That's what it is. They should be serving coffee. People go there to uh, communicate and talk amongst other people. And there happens to be workout equipment there. If you want to use it, then fine. And half the people I see there don't know what they're doing anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're like a double standard. But it was actually kind of created for women, from what I understand. Like the guy who started created Planet Fitness for his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not designed for, like, a non-double standard. Not me head. It, it's, it's for the women and the effeminate male. Yeah. That's that's what it is for. The, the insecure types, the people that lack confidence, who just want to feel comfortable in their own skin, you know, where women can walk around with their camel toes showing, walking around looking inappropriate, but guys can't wear a wife beater. Yeah. Like, what's more distraction, camel toe or white feeder? Camel toe cleavage. Exactly. So, it's it's, it's whatever. I mean, CTC. as a man, you know, I like looking at the women. It's great. Yeah. But it's distracting at the gym. Like, if you're serious about working out, yeah. you don't want distractions. Yeah. You don't, you're not trying to date a girl at the gym if you're trying to work out. Right. You know? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> so, maybe. I mean, there's a really attractive females. That's no, how you go but some people do though. Some people do. That's the thing. That's like, uh, I mean, there's no reason, and I didn't. I'm pretty sure they probably would have got the alarm too. But I did see a girl uh, at a Go's gym years ago that was doing squats in like five inch heels. I'm like, <laughs> really? What's the purpose of that? Is that really doing anything for you? Or are you trying to, you know, get eyes attracted to you? Was somebody videotaping? Like, was it like going to be on her Instagram or something? I don't remember. Well, it was so long ago, I don't think Instagram was around. Cause see, girls do that. Like, there's this girl at my gym. It's like all she does is booty exercises and does those like Instagram selfie shots. Yeah. And looks, you know, all ridiculous. Like he pours water on her and says it's sweat. Yeah. Or post it. Or get hour workout. Or the fake weight people who appear Uh, to be doing the great things. Yeah, I've seen. 
Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of weird stuff. You see, have you seen that woman? She was like debunked last. I think it was last year or a couple years ago. Yeah. Where she was doing a squat on a wall. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. She be like eight stacks. And that guy caught her out. And yeah. Showed up and then she couldn't handle it and they blamed that guy. Yeah. It's like you guys are lying. It's crazy. You straight up liars, man. Well, you know what she needed for that line or ink. All the people in Planet Fitness, you know what they need? What's that? They need corporal punishment. Oh my god. They need to be beat. I think being there is punishment enough. Hey, you're right about that. That's I'm glad I'm not there anymore, man. Well, I don't work out, so yeah. I leave this for you. You look fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm turning burgundy. That's a new shade, right? Our first one, my outfit is purple. Mm, close to it. Close enough. <laughs> you know what? Royalty. Hater. Uh, but oh, okay. Yeah, royalty. The, next, take it. the take next subject. <laughs> Would uh, probably make some people turn burgundy if it happens to you long enough. We're talking about spanking and corporal punishment. The question is, do you see, uh, do you think it's still a need for you to beat your kids? A lot of studies say spanking uh, does nothing for your kids but make you uh, fear your parent. It makes you just feel intimidated. It makes you angry. Uh, it doesn't teach the kid anything but fear. And my question is, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, it's appropriate at any time, uh, any age, or do you think it should be done away altogether? And I know, Ding, I know you don't have any kids, but you can still chime in on that. Okay. You, you've lived a life as a kid at one point, maybe still today. I did, yeah. yeah. I'm still a kid. <laughs> okay. I sound so like one. It's still good. That's cool. <laughs> so, Nigel, go ahead and chime in if you want to see what you want to say about the subject. What well, do you think about that? Um, I don't say spank your kids for every little thing because kids are going to be kids. But um, I will say discipline is an important factor. I'm not saying beat the dog shit out your kids, but discipline is okay. I mean, I have boys. They get out of control. My daughter is 22 years old. Um, they have all been disciplined, not to the point where it's considered abuse. Yeah. You know, but... Um, but they all think it's abuse. Well, of course they, 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 but they think that's a rule. But you put a kid on a leash and walk them through the mall. That's okay. I think that's a rule. Okay, you don't do that to kids. That's not a. That's not a puppy. Humiliation. That's that's just happiness for the kids. Like dogs, when they go, they're happy to go outside. You get that leash and you take them around. They're so happy. These kids that's not getting spanked, just my opinion, is the ones that's running around here shooting up the shit. Okay, if they are. Being disciplined and they okay, I'm not. They think twice. I'm not. I'm not about to do that. Deal with my mama or my daddy. Mm-hmm. Not about to do that. I know I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. The kids that don't get any punishment or uh, what do you call it? What am I looking for? Corporal punishment. No repercussions. Mm-hmm. Is the ones that constantly do stuff. You you t- don't do it, and because they don't know. They're not supposed to do it because nothing ever happens to them. When they do it, they just get told not to do it and they do it again. They so what you're saying is more like lack of accountability and then lack of respect to your parents. Because if you respect your leader, then you know how to fall in line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a sense of accountability, it's like you question leadership. So who's your leaders? It's your parents. So if you don't respect your own parents, then you're not going to have much self-respect and you're not going to walk in line in society so you're more likely to become a deviant or a criminal or 
or a person that cheats on their wives forever or because they say you know morals is taught by the mother so if you have a, if you're lucky to have a strong mom who teaches you right and wrong then you're more likely to uh, have a better life so it takes a strong mother I think but that's the thing is they say in the spanking punishment doesn't teach respect they're saying it, it teaches fear um, but my thing is what's wrong with a little fear there's a such thing I think is, is healthy fear I have a healthy fear of my dad today mm. um, I, I wouldn't say certain things to him or I wouldn't talk out of pocket with him today and he's a 60 plus year old guy I think I could take him now maybe not I don't know what's wrong with a little fear your parents. Like I said, I have a healthy fear of my dad still to this day. I think um, I think there's a lot of things that goes with you know just uh, discipline your child. I don't think you could discipline your child with spanking past I'll say six. Bullshit. No, no, no wait, let me finish. <laughs> I said just spanking because hmm. what are you learning from just spanking after six? After six, you gotta learn how to communicate certain things. I think you can discipline with spanking, but you also got to teach them why you're spanking them. Some parents I've seen will just hit them and that's it. Don't no, do it. No. What's the point of not doing it? Tell me why I shouldn't do it. When they become an adult, you can't spank them no more. You gotta be able to teach them why they shouldn't do it. They're gonna continue doing the same action when you're not around. And one day you're not going to be around. You're going to be old and decrepit, and they're going to live in the real world, and no one's going to spank them. They're just going to reprimand them. They may go to jail, prison, whatever, may get fired from a job, from yelling at somebody. They have to know why they're not doing it. Now, when you're two, you can't talk to a two-year-old no. and give them the same lesson you do as a 15-year-old. Right. So I get it then. I think as they get older and they understand communication skills better, then you start maybe adding both or maybe just talking some things because some parents they spank for everything like oh you drank too much kool-aid spank oh you left the door open last night spank oh you didn't fold your clothes spank you gotta learn how to talk yeah. at some point too that's just angry parents right there but that's, that's true <laughs> they don't want it to be parents maybe they're stuck with it maybe they don't like the reality so they take it out on oh if it wasn't for you mm-hmm. but it's really if it wasn't for them Mm-hmm. As we talked about last time, choices, you know. Yeah, that's very true. I, I don't think there's, a, like I said, there's a, some things you can't solve with just one thing. It's, it's like cooking something, there's ingredients. You gotta have a whole bunch of things you gotta add to a pie to make it good. You can't just add one ingredient and expect it to be good. As a, uh, there was a story I saw on Facebook where <laughs> it was bad, horrible. Uh, the father lost his one-year-old in the mall. Mm. Uh, he walked the baby, I guess, walked away for like five minutes, and he found him, and he, and he, you know, he might you might want to say he beat him because there was like red stripes across his back. And his, mm-hmm. his mom was like making a post about, yeah, I'll never let him, you know, babysit the child again. You know, he's a father, I'm not even babysitting, but, but yeah, at one-year-old, that's a little bit too severe, I think. <laughs> to, you know, a spank on the hand, one spank on the bottom, and that's it, move on. You can't really talk to a, a one-year-old because they're not going to understand but so much, right. you know. But there is a such thing as going overboard with it. Timeouts, 
Mm. I, I don't like this timeout thing. You know, it, some parents just do timeouts and just put them in the corner. I don't teach me nothing. It's just to be quiet for a while. And I've seen kids in timeout and they're still moving around, doing Harlem Shake and stuff like that. And I, what are they really learning from that? And like you said, um, there are kids who have went through that sort of discipline and have still gone up and uh, become violent kids, shoot up schools and whatever and such. Mm. And there's also kids I've seen that said, yeah, my mama whooped me you know, when I did bad, my dad whooped me when I did bad, and they're in prison because that's all they learn. So I think there's got to be a combination of them both to actually have that work to make them a productive mm. uh, um, adult. Elaborate, well, what, do, what do y'all think then? Uh, do you think that's a, a strong proposal as to how to raise a child is that have intermixed both of those kind of ways yeah. of discipline? Yes, I do. Remember, I don't know if you remember, but it was a couple of years ago when it was a 15 or 16 year old and they was a part of that riot and the mama came out. And oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's, it can be at any age. I think it depends on the circumstance. And if you got to do it, I think in that case, because people were going crazy over that situation, I think okay. the mom did what she was supposed to do as a mom. Because if not, then a cop could have easily killed your son. He could have easily got killed in the crossfire of all the stuff that he was, you know, trying to be a part of. And she's like, no, not my kid. You know better. You know better. Get your ass to the house. And I would have been the same way. No, uh-uh, not mine. Because that's not how I raised you. If you want to do something, do it the right way. But this is not how you do it. You, you be. I teach my boys, especially my boys, to be a leader, not a follower. My daughter, I've stole everything that I could, and you know, to make her the best woman that she can be. But my boys are a little different because they're boys. <laughs> they're black males about to go out into the world. So I teach them different. You know, and I, I, my, I told you before, my 14-year-old, when he's on punishment, you look up, some, look up something in the law and tell me, tell me what it, what the law says. That's why you have to have your ID, or do you have to have your ID? If a cop stop you, tell me what you're supposed to do here, because if I don't, he's not gonna get that in school. He's not gonna get that from his friends because they're not learning it. That's something that he can teach them, and it's like if if I don't teach them. I'm not going to let the world teach them in electronics. It's not going to happen. But see, not everyone has a smart mom. You know what I mean? Not everyone has a, a mother with a sense of social responsibility. Some women just, you know, aren't like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, not many people are strong. Not, not a lot of men are strong either. You know, so the fact that you have that going for you gives them a better chance at being successful in life. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to make mistakes. Right. We all make mistakes, but they're, I think, in my opinion, having a good mother makes you less likely to become a felon. That's true. That's your best asset is a, a better upbringing. Now, if you screw up, then you have more of the shame. But at least you knew better. You knew what consequences were. Right. Some people don't have that. They weren't micromanaged. They weren't, you know, still right and wrong. They were just like, let go, whatever, okay, I'm going to punish you when you annoy me, but I'm not going to punish you based on principle. Right. That's, I think that's the, that's the key here. Do we punish on principle or do we punish because we're angry, we're annoyed? Yeah, like yeah. Homer Simpson, you little, you know what I mean? <laughs> Choke right. Bart, you know what I mean? Or are we like, 
okay, I'm going to sit down and talk to you. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Or do I overreact mm-hmm. out of anger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know, right. And yeah, most parents, yeah, I point. think they continue to do that for every type of disciplinary action or doing it out of anger. And also, a lot of parents see their shortcomings in their kid and it frustrates oh, yeah. them. They yeah. see... You can do better. They can. When you look at a kid, sometimes, I don't have a kid, but I can imagine, mm-hmm. is that when you see failures in your kid, you see failures in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's even twice mm-hmm. as angry. But as a mom, that gives you an opportunity to yeah. do better. If you see an yeah. opportunity, then you're ahead of the curve. But if you, if you see an opportunity that I'm a failure, yeah. or I'm inadequate, or I'm worthless, or whatever negative thing that you want to tell yourself, mm-hmm. then you might react... Uh, self-defeated or like a bully mm-hmm. or you know I'm gonna go drink alcohol I mean there's a lot of different ways people cope right. with a situation like this so like you were saying it's a multifaceted issue mm-hmm. there's no one trick pony here to fix it all so what I'm just saying you have a better opportunity with your kids because of your intelligence and social responsibility oh, well, thank you. let me bring this this subject part up here um women who are single parents unfortunately you know when there is a father in the house usually it used to be a point where you could just say if my disciplinary if I'm a female if my disciplinary action doesn't work well, I'm going to tell your father and that automatically will straighten the child up now if there are single parents single mothers out there and they have to play both roles they don't have the nurture, like you were saying earlier, mothers usually try to instill the morals. They have to play both roles a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes they have to play more of the father, If especially if it's the boys they're raising. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to play the role of the father, which doesn't match because I've seen it time and time again. Like I said, not every mother, not every child. Mm-hmm. Sons don't really respect their mothers as much. Like, they may have to tell them two, three times versus the father may have to tell them once. Mm-hmm. Stop doing what you're doing. And the mother has to toughen herself up, and she's, you know, not trying to sell sixes, but she's not playing her role as a nurturer. And it kind of throws things out of balance. And now, like I said, the, the boys usually don't respect the mother as much as the father. They have to do more. Where... If they're not showing the nurturing side, they lose that part uh, growing up, and they just see this stern discipline, and they, now they don't really know how to deal with women a lot of times that they grow up. They say if a, if, a, if a man never learned to respect his mother, he'll never respect his wife. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, a lot of those guys that cheat all the time with their own insecurities, it's because they've never had that respect for their mother. They don't know how to respect women. They were never held accountable for their shenanigans. Like some yeah. some parents are like, "Oh, my kid would never do any wrong." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, not my son. And then they don't discipline. They overlook it. They're just like, "Problem? What problem? There is mm-hmm. no problem. You're the problem. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't pay attention to my son. Pay attention to you." Mm-hmm. And then it kind of keeps people locked in in this negative world of self-destruction. It's a shit show. It is a shit show. (laughs) I like that term. I also had this theory too. Um, Michael Jackson, you know, if you know anything about Joe Jackson, how he (laughs) breaks him with an iron fist. 
Hell, he wouldn't let them call him dad. He said, you have to call me Joe. Uh, it doesn't sound like uh, there was a lot of uh, teaching moments with Joe Jackson. It sounded like he, like I said, ruled with an iron fist. And I don't know if a lot of that uh, trench, uh, came out during his adulthood. He, like you were saying, some people become bullies. You know, they, they become aggressive when they become adults. If they, if all they received was spankings, beatings, or whatever, maybe that came out with him cutting his nose many times, uh, not letting go of his childhood at thirty something, forty something years old. Could spanking could have done that? Do you think spanking could have done that? Made him the adult he was. Very talented. He probably would never become the king of pop. If he wasn't that strict with his kids. I think the lack of him having a childhood mm. is the reason why he carried wanting to be a child in his adult life. Could be. You're right. Might be right. Right. But a lot of, there's always a, like a, a dark side to anything that's positive that happens to you. Like how mm. you get there. Mm. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, you use Michael Jackson as an example. And that's great because it's highly publicized what he went through and all the things he encountered in his adult life. And then, you know, we all know what happened. But, uh, but the thing about that is that some people ask the question, is it worth being successful if you have to go through hell to get there? Is it worth having a fucked up childhood mm-hmm. to be successful? And the point is, if you care more about the quality of a person... You would say no, mm-hmm. but if you care about greed, they say greed is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. So if you're chasing the dollar, well, obviously nothing good will ever come out of that. Mm-hmm. So with with his dad chasing greed, thinking, well, maybe everything will just work out. I don't know what he was thinking. I'm not in his head. Yeah. But some people live as like sometimes you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. So he was cracking his kids to make this omelet. Yeah. What is it worth it? Would they go back? Like some football players, I've, there's a guy at my gym that played pro ball. He says, I asked him, well, was it all worth it? He's like, you know, with all the injuries and everything, no, it's not worth it. All the, all the abuse and all the thing, he can say he did it, but it wasn't worth it. But I think it's to each person's opinion. So if we went up to Janet Jackson and said, hey, everything you went through, was it worth it? She might say no, because she could already be used to everything. Possibly. After the fact statements are not as valuable as the moral decisions before they happen. Because a lot of people who get, you know, very famous, successful, they always have these nice, you know, philosophical things to say. Mm-hmm. After the fact. After they're rich. And, yeah. and they have everything. They're comfortable. They'll never have to ask another person for a dollar and wonder when their next meal is or how they're going to pay the rent. They're already good. They can, they're living in Shangri-La on their head forever. Mm-hmm. So you can't trust what they say now. Yeah. Right. Let's let's talk to them beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we, we would have to talk to the Joe before the fame mm-hmm. and not worry about the afterwards. Because what you do then is determines your outcome later. That's true. So I mean think think Michael will regret going through what he went through. You think you'd rather have that regular childhood from a father that worked at a school mill and Less than a middle class type family. I bet he did. I bet he wish he felt fine. I bet he wish he felt normal. Right. That he didn't have the problems. I'm sure 
all his decision making stemmed from his fucked up childhood. I agree with that. And I think yeah. I think in the day he thought he probably could make up for it with mm-hmm. good music and he was just making deals with people, just trying to balance himself out, trying to make himself feel better, right. but he could never get there until yeah. he died of an overdose. Man was nine figures rich and he still wasn't happy. Yeah, it's uh, right. so what what starts with you carries with you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't get rid of certain stuff. It defines who you are. So either you accept who you are mm-hmm. and move forward or don't accept yourself like say the guy from Lincoln Park that killed himself. He couldn't yeah. accept who he was to work on himself to make himself better. Yeah. He 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 just threw in the towel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what the, that's what some people do. They can't take it anymore. They say, "You know what?" I have kids, I have this, I have that, but mm. fuck all those people. Adore I'm going to kill myself. Millions. You know what I mean? It, it's it's ridiculous, but mm. that's people with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And we can't really relate to those people. We just hope they get help yeah. and seek a higher source of power to guide them through those dark times. Yeah. But some people can't do it. All yeah. that money, all that adulation from millions of people. People know your name all over the place, recognize you on the street. And so people bow to you. <laughs> And unhappy. And unhappy. And uncompleted. Married, got the kids, everything you possibly want that the poor poor people are asking for, begging right. for, wanting to hit that lottery ticket for them. Like, if I get all this, yeah. it's, it's on. I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life. You can, it's not necessarily always true. You can achieve the highest highs, but there's always a cost. Yeah. You have to give something up to get something. To get a piece, you have to give up a piece. Right. A piece of yourself, a piece of someone else. I mean, a lot of those women, you know, with the Harvey Weinstein things, a lot of women basically had to suck dick to get jobs. You're, you're right. And they, and they, they still chose the point I would always bring up. They chose it, and maybe that's how it was in Hollywood for the longest time. Maybe yeah. he's just the figurehead of all, yeah. you know, just burst the ceiling with it. Yeah. The bubble just burst in. Mm-hmm. A lot of red flags now, but if that's how, if that was the culture of it, then yeah. then a lot of women. Probably already knew that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if I'm gonna be a big movie star, I might have to do some weird stuff with some weird people that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But hey, Ain't mad at right? Exactly. And then how does that affect their self-esteem, so forth? They think, well, I'll just get over it once I get what I want. But no, mm-hmm. they'll have PTSD and all kinds of stress. No, you buy up more than you can keep chew. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah they keep doing it. They buy up more than they can chew, and they think, hey, I'll just fix myself later. I'll just work it out later. You know, you can't pawn off. The quality of your mental health for a later day. You need to focus on today. Right. Get yourself right today and then work on tomorrow. Right. Because today, tomorrow, yesterday, they all work parallel together. Yeah. So you have to focus on what matters to you most today. Yeah. You can't sell your soul for future happiness. No. Yeah. And that's, I hate to say, it's, it's messed up that I have to say this, but for the ones who did suck dick to, hopefully get that movie role <laughs> sound effects over there <laughs> who did do that to get a movie role or become famous you had a choice not to do it as well you chose to put yourself in that situation for what you thought was going to be the greater good mm-hmm. now you may didn't get the role and now you're you know you're saying oh wow this dude did this to me now like Everybody should hate this guy for doing that. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, it's not like rape. <laughs> I don't like you know. It's not like rape. Rape, you're forced to do that. Right. You know, you have no choice. You're, well, you're doing something against your will. It's form of coercion. They were coerced. And you can't coerce somebody. You can't coerce the will. You, you, 
you put yourself in that situation, you, you can tell. No, I get it. It's well, what I mean is, as far as coercion, it's kind of like if if you want this, you have to give me that yeah. quid pro quo. And they understand that mm-hmm. if you don't give me what I want, then you won't get what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's coercion. It's a it's a it's it's a position of power mm-hmm. who can make you know outcomes for people in their favor or against them, and they get the ego of hey, you give me what I want. I'll give you what you want. But if you're if coercion, you're, if you are happy with your soul, you can't be coercing something like that. It's not like I used to say, someone who works at a gas station who's supporting three kids, who's living in a rundown apartment, and the guy says, "If you don't do this such and such for me, I'm gonna have to let you go." So if you do this for me, you keep your job, your kids have a roof over their head. That's different than somebody going for a movie role, which you're just trying to become. You're selfishly trying to make yourself famous. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's kind of walking hand in hand. It's just a different level of the same shit. Yeah, it's a different level. But see, the thing is, the entertainment industry—they sell us like, oh, it's all happy, it's all fun, worship the star, this, that, the other. (laughs) Don't care about the behind the scenes. Just you know, look up to these people. Like, look up actors for what? They they stand on a camera and they look pretty. Don't look up to those people. I don't look up to those people. Their profession is to be the best liars ever. Exactly. They're they're there to sell you bullshit and false hope and warm fuzzies and camp snoopy moments and, <laughs> and that's it. That's all. They want to get you captivated for thirty minutes or two hours for, to escape your reality mm-hmm. for an exchange of money or ad revenue or something. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's the hustle. It's one of the greatest hustles we have in America that works on people mostly feeble minded people yeah. I've been feeble minded I can get caught up in a movie or a show because it, it works it just works suspended belief that's what it's all about it's the magic it's that's, not even just movies it's in politics it's in marriage yeah. <laughs> it's in everyday situations even food people still go to McDonald's thinking the food is going to be great <laughs> yeah. suspend your belief every time you get it until you take a bite into it you're like why did I come here yeah, they always throw away the salads when they go bad. <laughs> Nobody orders them. Those, yeah. Those like grass clippings they paint. <laughs> like McDonald's spends money telling you that they have salads. Yeah. But nobody buys them. Who trusts a salad from McDonald's? I don't even trust this real meat. The same people that eat hot dogs at the gas station. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so back to the topic is, you know, people think the grass is green on the other side at the cost of their soul. And they find out that it's not and they want to complain after the fact and they want to sue and then they want to have a movement and they want to get these people out so they can control it's just one faction taking out another faction to control what they want for themselves it's just power it's all politics mm-hmm. it's the politics in Hollywood phase out the old in with the new another corrupt body you can call Cause, them, yeah because now they're calling it the new Hollywood yeah you can call them feminists you can call them liberals you can call them whatever you want but they want to control it, and then it'll it, it just be another form of like degradation to people trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. You're absolutely right. If it comes down to money and greed, understand that's all it's ever gonna be. Yeah. They can have positive messages. They could be like, "Hey, well, we stand for this movement, and we want to educate." Yeah, but that's that's a that's a selling point. That's a that's to get you in there mm-hmm. to buy their product. They do a, a good job trying to come up with a million reasons why you should watch their product. So many. And it's supposed to appeal to you on so many levels. Like, I'd be stupid not to watch this. Right. <laughs> you 
you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be lapped out. I want to go to work and at the water cooler. I'm not going to have nothing to talk about. I'm going to go. I don't want to be the odd man out. I want to fit in. Mm-hmm. Or, or that person gave a million dollars to charity. Oh, go watch it because he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get your money, that's what they're going to do. So if anything, what taught me is don't trust Hollywood. Because it's just a big business to make money. Yeah, that's anything. You know, say Hollywood. It, yeah, it is. It's just anything. Any kind of industry out there that's trying to make money. But there's more pure sources that want money. Like if, if you're selling food and you see the ingredients, if you come up with a good product that actually benefits people and helps people, mm-hmm. great. But a lot of things from movies don't really help or benefit anybody. Except it's a escape them from their lives and make them disconnect from it for a moment so they can go to sleep and live their shitty life the next day. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, but that's not worth it, though. Yeah. Because you might have to endure a lot of false beliefs, bad morals, uh, stupid decision-making, and be influenced by mm-hmm. bad things. The trade-off. It's like, it goes back to it. We just need to, like, spank all of these people. Yeah. I mean, In public. if you really want to punish people, just make them watch crap that's not good for them and make them have a shitty life. That's punishment enough. Not Thelma and Louise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you want to watch two women acting stupid throughout the whole movie. Man. Stupid, stupid women. I, I just hate to bring it back up. Not all women, just these two women. I say, hey, 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 hey. No, just these two women at the last minute of this movie. But would you rather watch, like, five stupid guys and half-baked? But they were stupid funny though. It was nothing funny about this. It was stupid. Driving off of a cliff when you didn't have to. Now if you were a narcissistic genius, you could be laughing at say, uh, Thelma Louise, look at these dumb women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look how stupid they are. Give like me, they don't got their lives together. Look at them. Give me five more years, man. <laughs> Let me get over. I just watched it you could this be, year. You could be laughing at them, you know? Like there's a lot of intelligent rich people that look down at people like look at these people <laughs> they don't have no clue like did you ever watch um trading places He's with Eddie Murphy? Murphy yeah those old yeah. those white yeah. guys yeah, yeah, those, yeah. they were like <laughs> yeah we can get Valentine in here yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a great movie we'll get rid of that good guy. 80s Eddie Murphy movie. yeah I mean it's like there's like this whole downward judgment thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean oh yeah from the higher ups yeah looking down on all these poor people yeah, you can look down at it. I, I, I'm just saying, Thelma Louise could be a comedy in the right context, how you look at it. Yeah, give me four or five more years, and maybe I'll look at it. They should way. change the ending of the song to, like, fuck the police, and then they get away, and then they change your, the way you feel. Yeah. <laughs> nah, because they, they, they need to drive towards the police. No, but they they like, fuck them, you ain't going to catch me, now you did all this shit for nothing. Y'all they'll, chased us for nothing. They'll probably remake the movie. Instead of two women, they'll have two gay guys. Ah, that'd be dope. <laughs> Tom and Lewis. <laughs> Tom and Lewis. <laughs> and you know they're gonna, they're both gonna have Terrence husbands. Terrence and Lewis. Or they'll have wives. It's gonna be Terrence and Lewis. Terrence and Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can recreate that same movie and just. I was thinking, I was thinking if we had Terrence Howard in that movie. You wanna do this, man? You wanna, um, you wanna go over the cliff, man? <laughs> Tell me you wanna go over the cliff, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> Don't do it again, though. Okay, I will try not to. <laughs> it's better than Nerdy Professor, right? I love Nerdy Professor. That's a good movie. 
I can How many Eddie Murphy movies have we talked about tonight? Quite a bit. Like four of them. Only the good ones, though, not Pluto Nash. But you don't know Pluto Nash? I know that one. I don't know, know what that is. That was one of his worst movies. Which it was favorite? a 90s movie. What's my favorite? Come to America. Easy. Easy. Mazi. You don't have to be You don't know what movie that came from when he was in the jail cell and he was singing that song? Give me a Was it Life? Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's been a minute since I watched that. That's my favorite. I love it. I love the theme song. To watch it all the way through, it's probably been like a decade or so since I watched it. Especially all three of them. You've got the one. That is funny. God, Com- comedy cop movies were like a thing back then. Yeah, Police Academy. Yeah. Turning Hooch, I think that was nineties. Like the comedy cop niche. Mm. Lethal Weapon, that was like early nineties. I love Mel Gibson. Well, Miami Vice was a TV show. Still Naked hands. Gun, what sort of? That was more a spy thing. What's that? The Naked Gun series. No. Oh, you about Liam Nielsen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite comedies. I love that movie. Movies. I love all three of them. That dry since he. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love. <laughs> Alright, we're going to end the show on that one. Uh, we need y'all to share us. You know, if you see us posting on Facebook, you see us on Instagram, please share us. We're trying to move out of our cottage. We all live in one cottage right now. And we're just trying to yeah. gather, gather some revenue so we can move in our own places. I sleep on a rock. I want to walk around naked. I want to sleep under a rock. You're, you're naked already. I don't tell everybody. They can't see one day <laughs> we're gonna post that on Instagram a little later <laughs> that, maybe that'll drive our views up or down it should depending on how many rolls we show <laughs> twice as many viewers yeah please share our show spread the, the hostile therapy amongst your friends uh, Dean you got anything to actually you want to say uh, no not really I mean <coughs> It's been a good week, and next week will be good, so... Can I, can I say something on your behalf? Sure. Fuck Planet Fitness. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck those people. Don't mess with my Deanie. My Deanie Beanie. That's right. I wear a beanie. My mm-hmm. name is Deanie. <laughs> Damn it, Dean. <laughs> Najee. Yo. You got anything you want to say? Um, I just wanted to say I freaking love you all. And I love y'all too, too. And that was it. You just make sure. Oh, yeah. Like and share us. I almost said not to comedy. Forgot where I was at just now. Oh, we got a couple. We got a couple shows coming up in June. Right? Yes, we do. We got Cuba Live coming up uh, June seventh, I believe. And then we'll June sixth. Is it the sixth? Yeah. Oh, I double booked again. Okay, I gotta fix that. Yeah. So come check us out, Cuba Live, June sixth. Doors open at eight. Come check us out. And that's in Fayetteville? Seven fifteen West Rowan Street. Oh, she got that address. Yes, I do. Alright, well that's great. Come see uh Nige do her uh talented comical act. Laugh out loud. We got a few other people from Fayetteville. I might be out there, who knows? You yes, you will be out there. I'll be out there. <laughs> <laughs> Been forced to come out there, alright. 
I will see you out there, hopefully. Uh, if not, then we will see you on the next outstanding podcast of Hostile Therapy. Raw. Peace out. This one. This one.